0: and welcome
1: back to Eat Eat It it
0: Up! up.
1: I feel like that was quicker than our normal one.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Sometimes we we leave a lot of space in between those. (laughs) Yeah, it makes
1: me uncomfortable. I liked that one a bit more, just for the record. Just so you all know. (laughs) Yeah, and if you guys have thoughts on it, if you like it shorter, let let us know. (laughs)
0: All right, I am actually completely in the dark. Not only in this recording, cause it's a bit early where I am, but also I have no clue what we're talking about today.
1: Classic. Which makes
0: it fun for like both the snack aspect and just the suspense of it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's this is this is an episode all about suspense. No, literally for the listeners who, who can't see Maria, but can hear her lovely voice. It, <laughs> she, we're on Zoom right now, it's 11 a.m. in Ottawa. Which makes it 8 a.m. in BC. So she yeah. is actually sitting in the dark. I can barely see her silhouette. Um, she <laughs> looks gorgeous, of course, but um, just I'm talking to a figure, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, this beautiful. is where I look
0: my hottest is in like yes. the semi-dark.
1: <laughs> Whereas I'm in like just full sunlight. Gorgeous, glowing um... skin. Oh, I was. That's nice. I was, I was just going to say I look a little, um, little haggard.
0: no no you don't have any dark circles at all you are looking a touch pale but that's nothing new
1: well I went for a run this morning I don't know why wow oh my god yeah yeah the weather is warm and I was like okay I'm gonna go for a run and it was cold and I feel like maybe that's why whereas like the because you know the blood's being diverted to the muscles I don't know if it would still be working anyways okay we're gonna have to cut all this good thing I'm editing this week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, that's why I'm coughing a little bit. It's like my lungs are, they're literally like, oh. what the hell was that this morning?
0: Well, I find, do you know, like when you, I also go on a run like maybe once a year. Yeah. But like when it's really like kind of
1: brisk out, it's yes. definitely, my lungs yes.
0: do not love
1: that vibe. It's like a shock. It's literally like, whoa. And it's not yes. like double shock. It's cold out and two, or not cold, but brisk. But that's such a good word, Marie brisk. Thank you. But brisk, but also like, My lungs are like, okay, what's this all about? You've been sedentary (laughs) for about a year. What are we doing? What, yeah, it's like, it's, I think it's just a shock to the system, honestly. Okay, okay. You know what else is a shock to the system? What? I'm, ooh, I'm so excited. Pizzagate. The topic of episode, Pizzagate.
0: Yes. Okay, okay. Marie was guessing. She thought it was
1: QAnon, which was close, but actually, it's within the realm ish, right? it, it, It is within the realm. Um, It's actually kind of the precursor to QAnon. You know, I thought
0: about it. My dessert or my snack, my dessert, though, is very tangential. But I did think of a way to rope it in.
1: Very tangentially. From the clues I left you.
0: From the clues. I was like, when I, because when I guessed QAnon, you said maybe. I was like, okay, I'm going to roll with this and make an idea for it. Right. So this week. Yes. um, I went to a place. Okay. It's called the pie hole. (laughs) And their slogan on their box is called Forkin' Delicious. Okay. And so my mom saw, like, the slogan on the box, and she goes, oh, that's a nice name because she thought the place was called Forkin' Delicious. Right. And I was like, mom, it's called the Pie Hole. Calm down. And she goes, that's not significantly better, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, they're like, okay.
0: (laughs) She's like, okay. Um, But they are kind of cool. This is my first time going there, and they do have sort of like a daily menu, because they offer so many pies on their menu that like, okay. it changes kind of daily what you can get. Right. What was really cool about them is they do sweet and savory pies, and you can mm. also get like big frozen ones to go. And so I went and got like my parents like little mini handheld chicken pot pies. They were okay. sort of like calzones that were filled with chicken pot pie filling. Yeah, okay. And then what I am snacking on today is banana cream pie. And I know that the person I'm speaking to is not going to appreciate a good banana cream
1: pie. But
0: yeah, keep going. To be fair, I went there and I was like, there was another slice of pie that I was like, Sam would absolutely get this, but I know I'm not going to enjoy it. Oh, okay. And it's chocolate pie with mini eggs.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. And I I was like, Yeah. Yeah, honestly, you' has been getting get that. that. No offense, but...
0: And I know that, like, with you, that's the case, and all of our chocolate lovers, that's the case, but I I just wasn't... I did, get, however, get, like, a more, like, chocolatey... I got also, like, a salted caramel cheesecake slice of thing. Right. But the one I was really going for was banana cream pie, and so it has, like, this, like, thick layer of whipping cream on top, but the bottom layer is truly just, like banana it's not like banana like curd or like something weird you know right it is just like
1: literally bananas
0: banana with like sugar and stuff okay and i'm here for that with whipped cream like bananas and whipped cream is so yummy with a little bit of pastry
1: that's so interesting to me yeah i (laughs) can't i'll just yeah
0: thank you i won't agree but
1: i hear you Okay, Um,
0: well, to be fair, normally at, like, the Cheesecake Factory, and they have, like, a hundred different cheesecakes, I always get the banana Bavarian cream one. I just like bananas and whipped cream, so there's my bias. And there's no
1: treatment for that. There's (laughs) no treatment.
0: (laughs) And some of us don't want to be treated, so. It's (laughs) lifelong.
1: Yeah. Um... And so the
0: way I'm roping it in here. Okay, yeah. Very, very obscure. Is that Pizzagate was bananas and this has (laughs) bananas
1: (laughs) okay well i appreciate the creativity and that you thought about the link thank you thank you um for me i guess i can talk about what i got this week um i went to happy goat cafe which is on but yeah it's like a it's like a Ottawa like a local chain i guess like they have multiple locations but ottawa based Um, very cute, hippie kind of vibe inside. Oh. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard of it before. never been. Mm-hmm. I got a latte, which, spoiler, is exceptional. Oh, do you know what? That's big
0: because you're a big latte. I I'm am. Sorry. I
1: am. But the scone, I got an everything scone, oh. which I didn't really know what that was. I'd never heard of like an everything scone. In my like, head,
0: I pictured an everything bagel, but in like a triangle.
1: Well, that's kind of... That's kind of, I guess, what I should have thought. I, it looked. See, I was deceived. It, well, I wasn't deceived. I was, was lied to. I thought it was gonna be kind of like poppy seed vibe because it looked like a poppy seed scone. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, That's not I don't want to. I guess we'll get into it. I've had, a, I've had a little nibble, and um, let me just say, I was shocked at what I discovered. <laughs> um
0: viewers hold on
1: yeah we're listeners <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's, anyways we'll get to that we'll get to that later um but shall we jump into uh pizza, pizza gate? yeah I'm oh so and strange. if people are wondering there's literally no link to my snack to pizza gate I was gonna I was gonna maybe try and get like pizza I was like oh that's so obvious but I'm not gonna eat pizza at 11 in the morning no offense I if actually... you
0: do. <laughs> no offense I'm shocked at the fact because I didn't know right away what we were doing and i had planned my snack out already yeah the the fact that this week the one week where i just went off the like the flat the handle is yeah. the week that the pizza is in the name like <laughs> yeah you're <laughs> we crazy. Will never get this opportunity again i know
1: it's actually sad it's like now pizza like
0: but then thinking about it i don't know that there's a pizza place that i had on my list to try anyways so right it all works
1: out but well, if you're ever in, this is a segue if you're wondering if you're ever in in D.C. maybe you could go to Comet Ping Pong. Oh. Transition to PC. topic of episode pizza.
0: Transition Gate. into the episode. Ready okay,
1: so do you know anything about PizzaGate? Have you heard we of it?
0: We talked about it in like one of our earlier episodes, I think, and you oh, were saying yes. Okay. It's this. I okay. I'm gonna give a very broad overview. I think it was the vibe that some very like right-wing people thought that some people in like the democratic party were running like a child sex ring out of this pizza place
1: yes okay. such a good memory yeah <laughs> um no exactly and i made a little note here in my notes that pizzagate borrows the watergate suffix if you listen yes. to a watergate episode that's where the gate comes from yeah all links together and i so, think that's when i first mentioned it but yes. Yeah, so, yeah i think so so generally it's this conspiracy theory that, um, that, yeah, the, the, particularly John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's chief of staff and then campaign manager for the 2016 elections, right? Um, okay, that they were running with their affiliates, a child sex trafficking ring out of Kong comet ping pong pizza restaurant in uh, oh Washington, DC. And, um, yeah so just let that sink in for a moment
0: is there a reason that they chose that specific place for
1: it oh yeah and we'll get into it <laughs> it's it's literally nuts like like i can't yeah i can't do but comet pink book <laughs> yeah so that's a general theory it was circulated predominantly online so first mm-hmm. on like <clears throat> excuse me first on i think it was facebook well 4chan facebook then got mm-hmm. to twitter then gone into some like alt right news pages like infowars breitbart and then um culminated in this man Edgar Madison Welch who stormed Comet Ping Pong restaurant in December 2016 with a gun trying to you know oh, no. go in and like free the children i guess basically oh no i was heavily armed um didn't didn't harm anyone in the end but anyways was arrested and, and charged and, and went to prison um so so the sometimes pizzagate i guess like generally pizzagate refers to the conspiracy theory about mm-hmm. this child sex trafficking ring out of this common kind of ping pong restaurant yes but it um some people also use pizzagate to refer to the actual incident of the guy of edgar madison welch storming the the okay okay the place so that's kind of the the overview but then we can get into like how it started because it's like how did we get to a point where it's like (laughs) that was like like people were thinking like how do people think that anyways a lot of this is based off a really great article um from the rolling stones called pizzagate anatomy of a fake news scandal so a lot of my information comes from there i recommend you check it out it's a really in-depth review of of pizzagate and how it came to be the
0: Rolling Stones kind of surprisingly does very good articles I like in a know. way that I wouldn't always expect, but they're pretty clutch most of the I time. I would
1: not have picked them for being the the ones to, to have the scoop on Pizzagate, but here we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's, true.
1: It's yeah. True. Anyways. Okay. So the origins of Pizzagate. Yes. Do you have any okay. questions so far? Or Pardon? Do you have any questions so far?
0: Not really. I think pizza, I just... Yeah. You just wanna know why. I, I can't imagine being like some like poor, like like you're making minimum wage worker in this like comet ping pong place. And you're uh, like, guys, can we just not no. do this today? Like,
1: no, w- w- no, it's too much. I don't
0: make enough money to deal with all of this weird <laughs> stuff that you're no, putting and out and <laughs> I'll
1: actually like, we'll talk about it towards the end, but like with kind of contemporary significance, even though it's a relatively recent event. Yes. Like they still get, like the owner of it still gets death threats. They still get like nasty voicemails and emails and comments. Like, it's still a thing. Like, and they're, and like literally harassed. So, like, I actually would be scared for my safety if I was an employee there. And um, it's also
0: just like that thing. Like, in my head, I'm equating it to like a Chuck
1: E. Cheese establishment.
0: And it's like, you need to kind of back off a bit. Like, yeah. It's not like, I mean. don't
1: know. Like, I don't know if they would like being compared to like Chuck E. Cheese, but. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, Comet Ping Pong to me sounds yeah. like a place where you're getting run-of-the-mill pizza and then, like, playing games with kids. That's what it, like, to me, that's where I equate it to.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I actually don't, like, I've never been, so I couldn't do my normal field research <laughs> that I do for my apps, so I couldn't go and right, tell right. you, but, um, okay. no, okay. Well, I Well, that's definitely... on you for
0: not flying to DC and going to Comet Ping Pong. I know, what the heck. Yeah, <laughs>
1: COVID restrictions be damned. I'm taking a flight. <laughs> I deserve it. I deserve um, it. Okay, so let's let's get into how this all started. Okay, so I think the the history of this is complicated and there's a lot of strands that have to like conspiratorial strands have that have to come together for you to be like, okay, Hillary Clinton and John Podesta are running a sex trafficking ring out of this this pizza restaurant (sighs) in DC. So like I think the first okay like the first strand we'll think about is that Hillary Clinton is a pedophile and has a predilection for like young girls.
0: That's the right. first
1: thing like in that kind of overall narrative that we yes. have to like figure out where it comes from. So um yes. this reporting from the Rolling Stones, they identify the 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 maybe not the the origin, but like the the part where this idea becomes popular popular yeah. is from this October 29 uh post in 2016 from this woman, uh, Carmen Katz on Facebook. And so Just for context, like that, the time we're thinking about this is one day after James Comey, who was the FBI director at the time, he said he would reopen an an investigation of Hillary Clinton's use of her personal email server while the secretary of state, which you might remember was a whole thing. And and like the the election was, I think, 11 days after this, the 2016 election between Trump and Hillary. So like this was a massive blow to our campaign, like, yeah, a massive story, basically. But so. This post is is on is one day after that, and just for a bit more context about this this whole this server thing and and why it was open because it is kind of relevant. So, basically, this representative Anthony Weiner, at the time, um, he was married to Hillary Clinton's close aide, whose name was Huma Abedin. Okay. So this representative Anthony Weiner, yes, had. Like, not act, a great name. No, really. And honestly, not when you hear what happens. So Anthony okay. Weiner had a bunch of sexting scandals, sexting uh. scandals, say that to times <laughs> fast, starting in 2011. <laughs> okay. So where he was like sexting women that he worked with um, that were quite a little bit younger than him, obviously right. not his partner, Huma, who again is Hillary Clinton's aide. So yes. there's several of these scandals but I guess nothing super significant comes out of them but it's in 2016 when news comes out that he was sexting a 15-year-old minor. Oh. And so his like phone and computer are seized as part of that investigation. Yeah. And it's through that investigation that Emails related like emails that I guess Hillary had sent from her personal account while she was secretary of state were discovered. And so that's what led to the FBI reopening this case 11 days before the election. So if that makes sense, like the key things here is that like this investigation is reopening Mm -hmm. because of this um, uh, elected representative who is sexting a minor and it's right before the election. Okay. So that's like, does that make sense?
0: So sorry. So, Anthony Weiner stuff had to get seized.
1: Yeah, because and as they, part of this this investigation, the sexting, the, sex, yes. the sexting a minor thing.
0: Yes, and they seized Hillary's not for the not related to Anthony Weiner's, but they were doing a separate investigation to Hillary, and it just happened. That all at once, all these things were like taken by the FBI, or so.
1: So there had been a previous investigation of Hillary's use of this personal email server, right. but because they found more emails sent to him, like on his phone when they seized it as part of this investigation, Comey um, decided to reopen the investigation.
0: Okay, so she had been emailing with Anthony Weiner, and so she just got that's roped that's my in understanding. Of that. So okay. so yeah,
1: they seized the phone, see the emails reopen Mm -hmm. the investigation um and I think like already there's this implicit like association of her with pedophilia because you have Anthony Weiner who's sexting a minor in conversation with her and that precipitates this investigation with the FBI
0: Okay. okay so
1: this is all happening yes it's all happening it's all happening (laughs) (laughs)
0: um
1: on october 28th 2016 like that's announced the next day there's this facebook post from this woman carmen katz that goes viral and she and like i said this is the first strand she alleges that um anthony weiner bill clinton and hillary clinton are involved in this pedophile ring and that hillary has quote a predilection for underage girls and you can't
0: this, be putting out shit like that.
1: I know, and even the phrasing. I'm like that turn of phrase, Carmen. Mm-hmm. What the hell, Carmen Cats, um, Carmen Cats. And so, isn't that interesting? So, the, one day after, you have already this kind of this link between Anthony Weiner, like sexting a minor, and yes. being a, like a sex, like a sexual predator, and right. Clinton because of the contact, right? And anyway, yes. so so that's like the 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 first piece that the 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 post goes viral um, Rolling Stone reports that it's a woman named Cynthia Campbell in Missouri who denies the allegations. But like, once they started looking into it, she like deletes her Facebook account and all these other things. It's very sus. And it's for sure, she for sure (laughs) is the one who who posted it. And it seems that she probably picked up the theory from like 4chan or other message boards at the time that were circulating similar ideas. Because interestingly, QAnon wasn't around posting this and then being like, oh, no, oh, no, trying to delete all of her social media. So interestingly, so for a little bit more context, people have probably heard of QAnon, this kind of crazy conspiracy theory that sounds like this. Mm -hmm. QAnon actually refers to the person who's posting on 4chan who drops all these hints, basically uh, exposing like pedophile elites, whatever, like because it's anonymous. Right. And Q, they say, is like a certain security clearance level, like the highest security clearance level in the US. Uh, so that's what the Q denotes. And so. So QAnon's, QAnon's not necessarily like the
0: community. It's like referring to one person posting.
1: It now means both. Like now you okay. could say, oh, they're QAnon and mean like they believe that thing. Right. But right. QAnon is actually the, the name of the, the user who was posting on I think it was 8chan, all this stuff, like follow the the trail, do your own research, like implying these things. But QAnon wasn't around at this time, but there was someone named FBI Anon who, similar genre, saying like, I'm an anonymous FBI agent with really high security clearance, posting these things, implying that Hillary Clinton was a pedophile. So the theory, what people, what the reporters think is that it's likely that this woman, Cynthia Campbell, who goes by Carmen Katz on Facebook, sees this 4chan post
0: mm-hmm.
1: by FBI Anon, who's kind of like the precursor to QAnon, yeah. and then shares that post on Facebook, being like, oh, I have information like through FBI Anon. And then that goes right. viral. So um, so yeah, so that that goes viral on Facebook. It gets picked up on Twitter, people posting about it. Um and so, yeah. So so that's, I think, like, kind of the, the first piece is, like, yes. Hillary Clinton is a pedophile. That yes. does not explain why they chose comet ping pong, but it does, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, okay, we're still a little ways away from confused. getting there, but we have, you know, the Anthony Weiner scandal, the James Comey investigation of her emails. Um, yes. And then we have, she's a pedophile. Right, that's how we get there. So that's kind of part one. Then we need to talk about the the i guess john podesta and and yes. pizza bit a bit more so like i said <laughs> okay. um so john podesta is her her campaign manager former chief of staff um yes. long-time democrat so there's long-time actually friend long time and probably friend so th- there's two <laughs> things going on at this time so one we have like i said we have the um the wiener emails that get released at the same time or around the same time you have emails hacked by Russian operatives, by the DNC, and and, like emails of the DNC and emails of John Podesta. And I don't know if you remember, but that's the whole WikiLeaks thing that happens in the same general time. And so it's very confusing. And I think I was confused at the time, but those are separate things. So one of them was related to her use of a a personal email back when she was Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. The other one is basically Russians, and they didn't know it at the time, but it's now been confirmed that Russians hacked the the Democrat national. Commission
0: committee right committee
1: oops okay yeah. and John Podesta <laughs> who is her campaign manager at the time right? okay and so people start confusing them and even in like focus groups that Hillary Clinton like Clinton's campaign was doing, the average American was confusing those two things like they were thinking like, oh like the the stuff being leaked from the DNC and John Podesta, is related to her personal email use on her server or something or or vice versa. Like the, there's, there was not an understanding that those were two separate events. People yes. got them all mixed up together. Like the whole sexting scandal and personal email thing with the, the, the DNC and John Podesta emails.
0: Oh, so that's how he gets roped into it.
1: So yeah, so people start tweeting about the Wiener emails, but they start using hashtags like hashtag Podesta twenty three hashtag whatever and like oh no linking in Podesta and and people are going through Podesta's emails because they're all leaked right so yeah. people are trolling oh, through them and seeing like what is what's being said and obviously yeah. you know conspiracy theorists are having an absolute day with that so for example Podesta gets one uh, email invitation from this performance artist Marina Abramovich, to attend okay. one of her performances which is called Spirit Cooking Dinner. And like the only reason we know this is because the emails are leaked, right? People are going right. through it and they see this email. For context, Abramovich, um, like she's a performance artist, and a lot of her stuff is like very, you know, transgressive. And like she had, she had one called Spirit Cooking, where she was writing recipes that involved like thirteen thousand grams of jealousy and a mix fresh of breast milk mm. with fresh sperm milk. Um, and and I don't, I didn't look into it to understand her point of view and what yes. she's arguing, or whatever. But from that, like, people latch onto that and see, like, okay, Podesta's been invited to this Marina Abramovich performance. It mentions blood and and semen and all these things. Oh, no. That's some sort of satanic ritual. And so now it's, like, okay, Podesta. The natural
0: line that you draw from there, A to B. right? And
1: so so there is, like, some, I guess, some basis for being, like, she Mm -hmm. drinks blood and semen. Like, okay, well, no, but, like her campaign man like Hillary Clinton's campaign manager John Podesta was invited to a performance that references those things so you can see kind of where the idea comes from and comes through <laughs> but okay. so yeah so it starts off like people are tweeting about Podesta in like the Wiener emails but they're tweet- hashtag with Podesta then it becomes you know oh Podesta was invited to go to the satanic ritual with these artists and, and they drink semen and blood and oh Hillary Clinton must be there too so it all gets kind of mixed up together on these boards Mm -hmm. and that's where you get these some of these kind of ideas or themes of like drinking blood drinking semen that are also spreading widely at the time so this is a really bad storm
0: that's coming around eh? it is okay so
1: so now we have okay so we have john podesta linked into like some satanic stuff we have hillary clinton um being a pedophile and then those two things being linked and then i guess the last thing is like the actual pizza shop i guess right because we (laughs) have satanic ritual (laughs) we have pedophile and then it's like okay why comet ping pong specifically so podesta they find in his emails these people going through them online Mm -hmm. they find several links between him and this comet ping pong pizzeria in washington dc so and to most people they are pretty i think innocuous links so Yeah. For example, um, the owner of Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, whose name is James (laughs) Alephantis, James is friends with John Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta. So that's one link, right, is through John Podesta's brother. There's this, they're friends. So there's emails back and forth, I guess, between them. So that's one link. The the other kind of more roundabout link is that um, a Democrat activist, David Brock, who set up the super PAC to stop, I guess, like online harassment of Hillary Clinton. He is dating or had dated the owner of Comet Ping Pong. So there's another link to the Democrat Party. So and then I think there was one more. I think there was an email from James Alephantis asking John Podesta to come and speak at Comet Ping Pong for an Obama fundraiser or something like that. Mm. So so there's a couple of like links, I guess, between the Democrats and Comet Ping Pong that are legitimate, right? Like, they, they do like, they do exist. They are in the it's same like, orbit. If you could have chosen, like, I did, like,
0: there could have been so many other places we, we went to, oh, like... And,
1: and this is where shit gets crazy. So <laughs> I think the crux of how the pizza place gets linked into the first two things of, like, Hillary Clinton, pedophile, Podesta, like, satanic rituals, mm-hmm. all this stuff, is that they start to think that cheese pizza like when they're talking about cheese oh, no. pizza it has the same initials as child porn <laughs> no. cp cp so they think that like they are like they come up with a whole kind of code or like oh, the, the, wow. their interpretation of of what they're saying and they're trying to decode so every time they say cheese pizza they mean this every time they say whatever they mean th- like rape or a satanic ritual or, or blood or whatever so they're doing like the
0: imitation
1: game but in a completely wild literally way. they're doing it terribly they're doing it so badly or really well but they're in their-, really? oh, <laughs> in their world of delusion so yeah so that's i think kind of the, the third strand if that makes sense so oh, okay those and like i got like it's hard to explain because it's not like there's one theory like there's no it's not there's no canon yeah. right it's not like this is what people who believe in Pizzagate think. Yeah. it's We have to understand this is like all on the internet. A lot of it's transient. It's a lot of people getting so, like information from multiple different sources. They're making their own associations and all these other things. And, and there's so, no like
0: rationality to really
1: back it up. So it's like hard to trace. <laughs> no. So to me, I think the best way to think about it is just like, ha- at least if we can identify those kind of three strands and they're yeah. Once they're proximal, you can kind of see how someone could link all those things together and be like, okay, Comet Ping Pong, um, like if they're talking about CP, which is child porn Mm -hmm, um, and there's all these links to the Democrats and we know that Hillary Clinton's a pedophile and we know that John Podesta is doing these satanic rituals with artists, then it's basically confirmed that there is a satanic ritual happening in the Comet Ping Pong basement. Wow. So,
0: you know, it would be like a groundbreaking photo. What is like a picture of Hillary twenty like twenty twenty one taking a bite of cheese pizza. Oh. I think that would send the internet and into I'm like su- an absolute I, frenzy. Honestly,
1: I'm sure there probably are photos of that, and yeah. people are like <laughs> literally like holy shit. And like this is another thing. So, Comet Ping Pong has this sign that people online associated their logo and went through and were like, "That's actually a satanic symbol." And so it's like le- it's know. literally just anything that they can identify as supporting their theory. It's classic confirmation bias it just becomes more proof so anyways that's like the that's the general overview of the theory does that all make sense and kind of the development of the theory and then i can go into a little bit of like timeline of events a little bit yes no
0: that that makes sense um in the in the best way that it can It still like is you're like how did we all get here but i think you laid out each of the characters very well to be like how did we get the perfect storm
1: of insanity and that's a thing. Like I, it's so hard to figure out like how you could come to believe all these things. Yeah. But um once something is asserted, and like if your friend or someone online is saying this is a fact and a bunch of other people are saying it's a fact, it doesn't matter where it comes from. It just becomes fact. A, a factual. And then it's like, yes. okay, then it's not that big of a leap. You know, yeah. yeah I think true. I don't know. Like if you're like, oh, it's confirmed John Podesta is involved in satanic rituals. And everyone online in your Facebook group or whatever else saying that, and there's overwhelming proof. Yeah. Then it's not too much of a leap, I guess, in the next step. So I guess in terms of timeline, like I said, so this, this, this post from Cynthia Campbell goes viral on October 29th. It's this is 11 days before the, the uh, 2016 presidential election. And then the other time point at the very, I guess, end that we're thinking about is December 4th, 2016, because that's when Edgar Madison Welch, he's he's shows up, shows up shows okay. up with a gun and whatever so it's kind of like with it's insane to think about but it's within it's within that period like basically the month of november really 2016 oh, really that that story becomes so powerful and convincing that yeah. someone shows up with with guns to try and free children okay. so that's kind of crazy to me so yes. uh, like, I guess uh, uh, some of the key things, like I mentioned, so uh, Cynthia Campbell under the alias Carmen Katz, her, her post goes viral. It then gets shared on Twitter um, like many, many times. Um, the, the interesting thing about Pizzagate and and I guess perhaps why it becomes, why it is shared so quickly is that really influential Members of the Trump campaign and other mainstream political actors start tweeting about it. So, oh, okay. So gives it some more life. Yeah. So, for example, so just in terms of timeline, so four days after Cynthia Campbell makes her Facebook post, Mm -hmm. which is six days before the election day.
0: Okay. The story
1: about Pizzagate hits Infowars November second broadcast, which, for context, is like the largest alt-right conspiracy page on the internet. It's run by um, Alex Jones. I don't know if you'd probably recognize him. Absolutely nuts. (laughs) Everything he says is categorically false. There's really interesting, there's actually a profile of someone who worked for Alex Jones. I can't remember what it's called, but I highly recommend looking it up because it's a really interesting look into like this disinformation, conspiracy, alt-right media sphere. But we don't really need to know a lot about him. We just need to know massive audience has 7.7 million unique visitors to his website a month. Oh no. So, so that's a ton of people, right? So yeah. So yeah. F- Almost okay. as many as we get to this podcast. It's close, but <laughs> we have a bit of a bigger reach. Yeah. Um, so four days after she makes the space for post about Hillary Clinton being a pedophile and six days before the election, the story about Pizzagate, like about mm-hmm. like the, the, yeah, the sex trafficking, like, um, in comic ping pong, I guess, story hits InfoWars. That's how fast all those strands get pulled together that we were talking about. And then it hits mainstream, like, not mainstream, mainstream alt-right news. Yes. Two days after that, Betsy DeVos, who you might remember as the secretary of education at the time, her brother- confirms in a Breitbart interview another alt-right um news agency news I use that term loosely he (laughs) confirms in an interview that Pizzagate is real no 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 and then that story gets pulled back into InfoWars and so that's one of the takeaways from this Rolling Stones piece that I got was that like so much of this information ecosystem is self-referential and like Oh, yes. InfoWars said this, Breitbart reports on it, and the story gets amplified, and then InfoWars reports back on it. But yes. All to say that it's insane that literally the Secretary of Education's brother is going on Breitbart and saying, like, oh yeah, there is a child sex trafficking ring that Hillary Clinton is involved in, run out of court. and so sorry, is this the Secretary of
0: Education like during for Obama right before Trump no, it, Or this no, is she Trump. was Trump's. Okay, this is Trump.
1: Okay. So to be fair, I guess she was not like, because this is pre-election, like she would not have been, I'm not sure if she was officially tapped yet for the position or not. Right. Okay. Involved in the Trump sphere. And you have other people like, um, Ann Coulter, Donald Trump Jr., other influential campaign figures who aren't necessarily always retweeting. I'm not sure if they ever retweeted the actual Pizzagate story. Right. But they're retweeting accounts that post a lot about pizzagate yes and yeah. trump did that a lot too like he would yeah he would tweet he would retweet like QAnon people not not necessarily their QAnon theories mm-hmm. but then people would go and follow the account and it looks like the president of the united states has sanctioned it supporting yeah what they're saying right. and so um so that's yeah that's one of the ways that it starts to spread you also get then on so November 16th, so like maybe a a week and a bit later after these Mm -hmm. InfoWars stories, you have um, Jack Posobiec, who you would maybe know if you like ever look into like alt-right Twitter. He's like a a massive account on Twitter. (laughs) He's an often retweeted by Trump. He goes to investigate Comet Ping Pong on November 16th. So he live streams, he he goes to Washington DC, goes into Comet Ping Pong, taking videos and like... Everything seems like it's a normal pizza shop because (laughs) spoiler it, it actually is a normal pizza shop. But he makes some reference. I I didn't watch the video, but they say this in the Rolling Stone article. They say that he makes some comparison to Jurassic Park, which I haven't watched in a long time, but implying that, you know, everything on the surface looks normal, but, you know, below the surface is where the embryos are kept. I guess that's a thing in Jurassic Park. I I don't know. And I I don't remember. I've never watched it. But (laughs) the, the comparison being, I guess, that, you know, well, the, f- the storefront looks normal, but implying there's a basement where the kids are kept, basically, right? That's like Him, like, walking in and being like, oh, how do I spin this to make it seem like
0: it's still real? Yeah, because literally like,
1: everyone's like, oh, that doesn't seem bad. Looks like a pizza shop. Yeah. So he goes and investigates November 16th. Okay. In the meantime, like, the story is building on Twitter and everywhere else. Like, people are searching it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aliphantus, the owner of the store tries to get some of the posts removed but they won't yeah. take them down because obviously it's like oh my god that would be people, so scary as a business owner being like oh, totally. what is happening right because well, people are showing up they're streaming they're they're getting negative comments on their page like bad ratings like all these things right yeah so yeah. that's november 16th and then november 22nd you have reddit banning the pizzagate subreddit because getting so out of control Yeah. November 23rd, you have Alex Jones of Infowars post another Pizzagate is real video. Mm -mm. And then more videos that week by Alex Jones um, talking about Pizzagate, um, confirming, I say that in quotations, the story. And then by December 4th, you have Edgar Madison Welch showing up and in jail. And the interesting thing is they confirmed that he had watched videos. Like they, they seized Edgar Madison Welsh's phone, and he'd watched videos. Like there was search history of him watching these Alex Jones infowars videos. So there's a direct link between this uh, this information or disinformation ecosystem yeah. and Edgar Madison Welsh's actions. Like he watched a bunch of these infowars videos about Pizzagate. Yes. Thinks it's real. A couple of days before, so on December 1st, he texts his friends. About his plan to raid this, quote, pedo ring, and that they might have to, quote, sacrifice the lives of a few for the lives of a many. And the no, friend replies, no. quote, sounds like we are freeing some oppressed pizza from the hands of an evil pizza joint. <laughs> and so, no, so none of his friends take him up. So that's December 1st. And then three days later, he's there with an AR 15, with a revolver, shows up to the establishment. Oh, God. Could People you imagine, these- like,
0: hearing that about your friend? You're like, oh, he was serious and he is oh, off the handle. Like- yeah.
1: And so he shows up up he um people obviously are freaking out they're trying to get all the yeah. customers out terrifying he goes to this one door at the back no thinks it's the door into the basement it's like the fridge shoots the lock off the door oh god opens the door it's literally cooking supplies and the gag is Comet Ping Pong doesn't even have a basement there's no basement. They're literally <laughs> like, they, they're they all convinced there's this basement because, you know, Jack Osobiuch in his live stream is like, oh, you know, on the surface, it looks normal, but below. Yes. No, there's literally, it's actually a pizza shop. So that hopefully puts it in general context for you, kind of the timeline. Oh I guess like first we talked a little bit about like where these ideas came from, like Hillary Clinton as a pedophile, these satanic John Podesta things. Um, And then, you know, the specific links to comic ping pong and then a little bit the time on basically how in a month it went from being like implied that Hillary Clinton was a pedophile to someone showing up to try and free them, free children from Hillary Clinton's sex trafficking ring in a pizza shop.
0: And so no one got hurt in
1: that. No. So luckily no one was no one was hurt. Um, Apparently, Edgar Madison Welch expressed regret. For what he did but he has not yet or at the time of this article some of these articles i was reading on it he hadn't yet expressed regret in believing that pete Gate is real in so yeah, as he, probably he still believes it he continues but... to believe that it is in fact um real oh god so yeah that's kind of uh <laughs> that's <laughs> wow that. yeah that's a uh, dive into the madness So, anyways, that's my that's the first bit, and then we can do significant that was
0: very interesting, Sam. Okay. You did it
1: very well. Thank you. Laid it out. Thank you. It was honestly, I was because I kind of know the story, but I was like, I don't understand how it links together. And I think the point is (laughs) you don't really like it's not you can never fully like it's not about some logical no sequence of events because that's not how the internet and that's not how people think. Like, no, it's about associating things that are disparate but when you talk about them together they just become together. Yes. you know what I mean like yes. it's just guilty by association over and over until it's like yeah she's a satanic pedophile I don't know
0: so how's your how's your snack so far oh God. how's your everything scone
1: you don't look happy. <laughs> see, uh, let me show you. Do you see this? It looks like from the outside. Oh yeah. Do you see? It looks like poppy seed. I would say.
0: Yes. Um, to me, it looks like pepper, but I think it's just because I'm far away. Yeah,
1: that's probably why. Um, <laughs> no, I'm so okay. So I feel like it's good if you like a savory scone. You're a sweet I scone kind of hate boy. Savory scone. Even
0: like cheddar ones.
1: Oh. Oh, I hate that those reaction moments. is not, I, not hate, I literally hate savory scones <laughs> so much.
0: Oh, and no. especially
1: I hate savory stuff in the morning. So imagine my shock when I go to eat it. <laughs> it's okay. It's one, it's savory scone. Two, it's the morning.
0: My blood sugar levels are just
1: out of I whack. literally <laughs> had to go get an apple. Like anyways. Oh, wow. So okay, it's no, no shade okay. to Happy Goat because their latte no tea, is excellent. No shade. But okay. um, the scone was not for me. I made a bad choice. I'm sure if you like. they have
0: sweet scones?
1: This that was the only scone they had. Okay. So I don't know why I keep getting scones. It's like I have a yeah. It's kind of. Strange. I was thinking
0: I was like, oh, this is like our like third or fourth time rocking it. But you enjoy it, so now now people can take like your reviews seriously because they're like, oh, he's yeah. a comic store of scone.
1: Well, hopefully, I'm yeah. That's and I'm just running out of places to like figure out here. So, um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think this is kind of it. So yeah. Anyways, that's, that's mine. Right. How's how's yours?
0: It well, is guess, very yummy. Yeah. Yeah, I do. um, It's just like that, like, I don't know. I was very worried. I think banana cream pie can very easily venture into being very artificial and kind of gross. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm speaking to people who enjoy banana cream pie. Those who don't are never going to like it. And I understand it's a weird textural thing. Yeah. But um, the fact that like the whole bottom is like, it looks like ripened bananas, yeah. is ripe it like it is just ripened bananas with some sugar and then whipped cream on top of pastry. That works. For it me. really has me sold. Like, I, yeah, this is thus far the best banana cream pie I think I've had. Ever. Ever. I haven't, to be fair, I haven't <laughs> had a lot of them. Like, I don't okay. have a whole experience, but it is, I was worried for it and
1: it is very yummy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad there's one kind of happy story here today.
0: Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> well, <Whoa> is <laughs> me. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Cry. Um, okay.
0: So, do you want to chat about significance? Sure. Not that okay. there could possibly be any from this. Oh my god. One.
1: Okay. There's literally so many <laughs> things I want to say about this, but I'll try I'll try and keep it to two things. Okay. Okay. So, the first, I think the first thing that makes this conspiracy theory significant is yes. that it is a precursor to QAnon, really. And yeah conspiracy theories more general like of this variety are becoming a serious domestic threat in Canada and in the U.S. more in the U.S. than Canada but so I'll talk a little bit more about that but so in 2019 the only reason I know this is because I literally worked on this paper for a prof on QAnon as a potential conspiracy threat and for that from that I know that In May 2019, the FBI of the United States, not not that there's anyone else, but I'm just like, the literal FBI had an internal memo saying that, specifically mentioning QAnon, QAnon and other fringe conspiracy theories could, quote, very likely motivate some domestic extremists, wholly or in part, to commit criminal and sometimes violent activity. Oh, God. And the other another key quote is that one key assumption driving these assessments is that this is that certain conspiracy theory narratives tacitly support or legitimize violent action, and so this, like I mentioned earlier, is not Pizzagate was not QAnon because QAnon, like the person who posts as QAnon, hadn't started posting until twenty seventeen, so it actually comes right. before, which is kind of a um, sometimes a misconception because the themes are so similar. Yes, the but prequel. It's it's exactly, but I mean, it's it kind of I think like this to me really symbolizes like kind of this not a starting point but a key point in the development of QAnon. Yeah, which as the, the actual FBI is saying is a is very likely to motivate some domestic extremists and and motivate violent activity. And so, at the time when I was working on this article, this is last summer, I was thinking like. Wow! Like I'm nervous. Like there could be some sort of violent action, like by QAnon, <laughs> whatever. Oh. oh, And then I, I hadn't connected it until literally I was doing this podcast, which is so strange. But think about the Capitol Hill riots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And That's what
0: I had in my head. Literally, <laughs> the
1: guy, like the guy, the the guy in all the photos, the QAnon shaman, the guy with like the Viking oh, helmet and the face yes. paint and everything. He is known, like I said, as the QAnon shaman goes to all these Trump events, very influential in digital spaces and in in, in in-person spaces as like a QAnon influencer who fully buys into it. And so, you know, we can't say like every single person that went to the riot was a QAnon believer. No, Certainly they might've believed parts of it. We don't know. Does that mean that motivated them to act? Again, we can't say, but I mean, I think we have a pretty good case that- the FBI's comment (laughs) that it's very likely to motivate some extremists wholly or in part to Mm -hmm. commit criminal activity like that is just I think clear as day as an example and kind of ominous that the FBI could predict that based on how these past events based yeah Yeah. so um and I mean the other kind of key note in that is that a bunch of QAnon pages and accounts shared support for this stop the steal event which again doesn't mean it caused it but Helped publicize it. Helped encourage yes. people to go spread the legitimize message,
0: it in people's heads.
1: Legitimize it, and I'm sure yeah. some people who believed those things or in part believed QAnon things attended. So mm-hmm. that's one kind of keynote. Is I think as a domestic security threat, um this is like kind of a precursor or a starting point for like the actual real threat, particularly in the U.S. That mm-hmm. consp- these kinds of conspiracy theories pose, and they're not going away just because the riot didn't. Kill any lawmakers. Like yeah. it's it's going to be a persistent problem, and you know how people like Marjorie Taylor Greene in the in the U.S. House who fully believes all these things and has said that she believes in QAnon and all these other things. So like, it's not going away. It's going to be part of the political landscape in the U.S. for a while, I think, and yeah. and um, with negative consequences. So that's one. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is more of a pop culture reference. <laughs> um, so Pizza Gate is still around today. Oh, but okay. interestingly, it's no longer about Hillary Clinton. So people oh. will still talk about Pizzagate. They still are leaving nasty comments on Comet Ping Pong. They're still harassing James Alafontis, the owner. They're still going after them. Mm-hmm. And there's still this theory that it's running a sex trafficking ring, but it's been decoupled from Hillary Clinton, I guess because she's just not really salient as a political actor anymore. Right, so there's, right. there's now kind we of have more- to evolve. Literally. So now there's a more general thing of like, okay, other celebrities are involved in running the ring. So this is what makes me laugh. So in May, uh, uh, an example of how Pizzagate has evolved past this kind of Hillary Clinton narrative to a more general celebrity narrative of them Mm. being involved in the sex trafficking ring is that, um, so in May, 2020, Justin Bieber goes live on Instagram (laughs) and there's theories going around that he's actually been a victim of the Pizzagate sex trafficking scandal. And someone writes in the live, like in the comments, they go like, touch your hat if you are a victim of like this sex trafficking ring at a Pizzagate. And he touches his beanie. Not like I, and obviously he just was (laughs) touching his hat. Like it's literally, (laughs) if you're wearing a hat, you touch your hat at some point. Yeah. But hashtag save Bieber starts trending. People are literally like, convinced that he is a victim of this sex trafficking ring (laughs) and so anyways that I just thought that was hilarious and I think it's just evidence of like the theory has evolved it's been incorporated I'm sure in a lot of more general QAnon theories about like a global satanic sex trafficking ring not just the pizza shop but like right it's around still it still has currency people are still harassing this poor guy who runs the shop um so it, it is yeah it is disturbing, but you know, I
0: have yeah. to say though, if you and I ever go to DC, we will absolutely go to Comet Ping Pong. Uh, so, we like, have to, you know, what? maybe I'm sure that a lot of it has been very stressful
1: and bad for business, Yeah. but I would go there. <laughs> I think we would need to like, I would probably be most comfortable with like a takeout kind of, yeah, collection. no, no, like, we're not sitting in there. No, I don't no. want to be around in case someone has read something that day and yes. decides to, like, decides yeah.
0: to show up. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to keep an eye. I'm sure on like the Reddit forums and be like,
1: yeah. Okay, <laughs> but isn't that crazy? Like, I just like I can't, I can't deal with it all. And I hadn't, I hadn't realized until I, I hadn't realized until I researched this episode that like the specific Pizzagate like comment ping pong thing is still going. Like people think literally like Justin Bieber's a victim of it and whatever else, right? Like people. Yeah, are involved I would in not it. know that. I thought it just died off after that, but it's had a right. whole afterlife. So, um, yeah.
0: that was awesome. I mean in the worst sense. Yeah. But, <laughs>
1: You're like I,
0: I will, yeah. So do they know they obviously don't but I have heard also that potentially QAnon is just a major troll like he's not actually mm. believing in what he posts but he just posts right. to like fuel like excitement and stuff amongst like people right. who believe these things. So do they have any like notion of like who it is or if that's true or what?
1: So last time I, ha- I didn't look into it for this episode, from my recollection, I think the person that they think it could be is this guy, Ron Watkins,
0: okay. who
1: was very active leading up to the Capitol riots and afterwards and the whole like Twitter shutdown, because I'm not sure if if you remember this, but Twitter shut down a bunch of QAnon accounts. Facebook did too, right? right. Um, because of their link to stop the steal. And yes. this guy, Ron Watkins, got very popular, I think, on Telegram or Signal, and kind of because Q had stopped posting those days, like the QAnon account hadn't been posting around then. So people started turning to him. Looking for guidance, and so there's, and even before that, there were theories that he was the one behind it. So I think they think it's Ron Watkins. He seems earnest and to genuinely believe it, but um, okay, okay, I don't know for a fact, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah.
0: And so was he the person who they, the person who was like FBI anon. Yeah. Do you think, is that the same person that QAnon became? Or do you think those were two separate accounts?
1: I honestly don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think anyone really has a good sense. And I'm not yeah, sure yeah. if they've done any analysis on their writing style or whatever else. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. But there's clearly like, I guess, an appetite for it. The other thing I will add to all of this is that a lot of the amplification of the Pizzagate story came through sophisticated bot networks, some of whom they think were based potentially in the United States, some of whom they think were Russian-based. So um, like we Russian. know that like there was like an active Russian disinformation campaign in 2016 yeah. in the in the campaign and it appears that there was parts of that involved in amplifying these stories about Hillary Clinton being a, a pedophile and and all these other things. I don't think that necessarily means like they came up with the story. I I, I don't think like that would be maybe worth their time to come up with a bunch of crazy stories. But I think yes, yeah. we also have to think of it more generally in the context of disinformation and like these foreign actors who are invested in destabilizing governments however they can. And mm-hmm. so if they can amplify this crazy story um, using yeah. bot networks that are, or networks that are part bot, part human, and it's hard to distinguish who's who, Yeah, um, it then becomes very difficult to, to stop the spread of it. Right. But yikes. Oh my
0: gosh, that um, was... I honestly was super interested in that. Okay. I'm glad yeah.
1: you were like, um, what did I do? You were like the Supremes. <laughs> this. Hell yeah. This. Hello. No, that's fair. Um, okay. So should we rate our food?
0: Yes. Okay. Oh. I, I, I feel like your rating is not going to be very high this week, except for the latte. Your latte. Well, here's yummy. the thing.
1: I would hundred percent go back for a latte. The latte was that good. Like I literally okay. was obsessed with it. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's like coffee and milk, but, um, they do it right. so good. And the scone, like, I feel like if you liked everything scones like this, savory, you would go back. So for me, I will say like, I would probably go back. Okay. But I okay. just wouldn't get this scone again.
0: What, what other trees did they have?
1: They had like, they had stuff that looked more like sweet, sweet kind of things Ooh, and like cookies and like other things. And I just was like, I'm like this is kind of more my breakfast vibe, so yes, <laughs> I, I can't really. Eat. Well, I could eat a cookie for breakfast, but um, so yeah, that's kind of my my okay. take. What, what about you?
0: Um, I say that I will go back. Okay. Um, because the other pie place that I do love, like the Half Baked Cookie Co. Yeah, which uh, I did. I think back for Watergate episode, so that would have been a, a, like a couple months ago. Right. That's my go-to pie place. Right. But this place is, like, a little bit closer to me. Like, I would say the Half-Baked Cookie Co. takes probably about, like, 40, 45 minutes to get to. Right. And this place would take about, like, 30 minutes to get to.
1: So if you're not in the mood for a big drive.
0: So if I'm not in the mood for as big of a drive, I would probably go there instead. Yeah. And they do have... I think what's nice is because they have savory options. Yeah, I can go there and get things for lunch for the week, right? And stuff, which is kind of nice. Whereas with the half baked cookie co, I'm really just going for dessert. But this place, like, I was able to buy my parents things for lunch, which was nice. Right. So I will be going back. Yeah. Wow, and they do. I,
1: that's your first. Will be going back, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, like I for do have sure. To
0: say, like for sure. It is. Like, I guess my it's like a combination
1: favorite. of like the food is good and the location, like it's convenient yes. for you. I guess.
0: Yes, and there are some places that I haven't talked about yet that I do, like, will always go to because their food is so good. But right. I think, like, for some things, it's, like, it, it. the food has to be outstanding if it's a very far drive. Yeah. And this, because it's closer, it was very good that right. it, like, evens out the fact that it's, like, not, like, groundbreaking.
1: Right, right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like I was like n- more negative than usual and you were more positive than usual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm not, that was like, I'm like, I'm normally so happy and you're so grumpy normally. <laughs> you're so
0: grumpy. But yeah. no, I think it adds a little bit of like authenticity to our reviews. It's like, if we're always saying that it's like running them or like, it's okay, yeah. but it doesn't seem like anything special, but
1: and I was worried that people listening were thinking we were getting a little fake. So yeah. And- <laughs> I'm glad we're, we're, I'm glad we're keeping it honest.
0: Keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us. Honestly for this fascinating road trip that was PizzaGate, gate. I was surprised at how interested I like, wasn't it? I was like, Oh, like, like Sam really wrote it in very well. It could have been much more confusing.
1: Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. It honestly was. I'm sorry if it's confusing at the start. It is confusing to learn about. I don't know if I fully understand it still, but I don't think anyone necessarily fully understands it cohesively. They just no. think it's real. Much um, like
0: Watergate, PizzaGate is an anomaly. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, um, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you like the podcast feel free to leave us a review or Woo. give us five stars we appreciate it on wherever you listen to your podcasts
0: yes and um that's it everyone we'll talk to you all next week <laughs>
1: we're kind of rusty here we <laughs> are it's i just think really... it's like
0: the time of day i'm like wow, oh, okay.
1: okay thanks for listening everyone talk to you soon bye bye <laughs>